You come back from vacation with your communist girlfriend. You call everybody a fraud, but somehow Dennis DeYoung gets a free pass. You're a fraud, Spearsy. Yeah, more ways I point than the one. Fin- I put the finger on you, Spearsy. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the fashions. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? The friendships. Next kind of guy you can trust. Kind of guy you can drink beer with. Kind of guy who doesn't mind if you puke in his car. And the one-hit wonders. They call themselves Nana. And their hit song, 99 Red Balloons. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Ah, yes. Finally, getting back to the Spears lair. I haven't seen this guy in a month. Man, should I hug him? I can figure that out later. I can figure that out later. Ah, Daily, my old friend. Ah, Spearsy. Come here. Give me some love. Uh, What do I hear? Are we doing an Eddie Grant show? What? Are you kidding me, man? This is one of the worst songs of 83. What are you talking about? Eddie Grant's like a shaman to me. I love Electric Avenue. Dude, it gives me acid reflux. Dude, if you want a bad song from 1983, how about this piece of crap? Oh, don't you dare diss the journey. Dude, you're such a journey apologist. It stinks. It was Steve Perry at his finest. All right, you know what? Play something else. Give me something else that stunk from 83. I think we can both agree on this one. Let me hear it. Ah, Spearsy! I think we're back, baby. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And today, the horrible hits of 1983. With me as always, he sang back up on PYT from the Thriller album, my friend, uh, pop music critic Sean Daly. How are you doing, my friend? It's been a while. I know. It's, I don't even know what this is. Is a microphone? You wouldn't, <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> you hug me. We haven't see seen me. each other in a long, long time. We're finally back together. I wasn't sure if the magic was still going to be there, but once I looked into your baby blues. Are they blue? They're bloodshot, blue? <laughs> primarily. <laughs> your baby bloodshots. We're back, baby. It's good to see you again. Yeah, I've been waiting to do this show forever. Uh, I know. A lot of people have. Yeah, a lot of uh, emails from our, our faithful fans out there saying, what about the horrible hits of 83? We've had that godforsaken Star Trek episode up for like a month now. Con! <laughs> anyway, we're, we're always good with the, the horrible hits. And uh, 83 had a lot of horribleness to yeah, it. Yeah, it did. Now, here's how horrible hits work for those of you who keep forgetting and, and badger us about, about the rules of this show. These are all hits, 10 of these today, that were indeed big chart busters in 83. Now, some of them may have come out in 82, but they charted in 83. But none of these songs are like, you know, obscure crap. They, these were songs everybody heard on MTV, on the radio, you name it. Not obscure, but crap nonetheless. Yeah. And sometimes there might be songs we loved then, but just we hate now. And these are highly controversial shows. Yeah, people get very angry. Didn't one of us say Pink Floyd sucks and yeah. we lost like 10,000 listeners yeah. like that? Boom. It was just a stoner contingent. Unfortunately, unfortunately, we couldn't shake bass note, but maybe on this show we will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think I owe you an apology, sir. Well, I should say you do. Uh, uh, yeah, well, we have ten real uh, craptastic songs today. Yeah, so without any hesitation, let's get on to it. 
Mickey by Tony Basil. <laughs> Basil? What is it, Basil? It's Basil. It's like a reader. Dude, aren't you going to learn? Tony Basil. <laughs> yes, Mickey. I bet a lot of people love this song. It drives me up a wall. I can't stand it. I didn't like the video for it either. Um, 1982 song, but it charted in 83. Written, though, uh, back in the 70s by uh, Mike Chapman and Nikki Chin. Back then, they called it Kitty, not Kitty, Mi- not Mickey. Oh, Kitty, you're so yeah. And it was recorded by a uh, pop group over in the UK called Racy. I loved Racy, but Basil, <laughs> <laughs> her crush on uh, Mickey Dolans, the great Mickey Dolans of the monkey. To Dolans. Yeah, yeah, I did. He's a great guy. She uh, she had a crush on him, so she changed the lyrics to Mickey. Wow, some monkey love, some hot monkey love yeah. inspired this song. Yeah, it is. Here's uh, my thing. I, I don't like the song, but. I always like that the, the, the video had a couple of really beefy cheerleaders in it, <laughs> and I think I, that's where I got my lo- love of Zoftig women. This could be. I think I, I, it can go, you can stem it. It stems from there. If you look closely, those are Las Vegas high school oh, uh, really? uniforms, and it's the school that, uh, that Tony went to, and I believe that's either her actual uniform or a... Do a, you think she was hot? Yeah. In that video? Oh, I like those two beefy gals. They were, the anchors, they were the anchors of the pyramid. Remember one? Yeah. There was one white uh, girl and one black girl. I liked them both. Yeah. They it's supposed to be... A, God, I'd love to talk to her on the phone, wouldn't you? Yeah, let's get her on the phone and say, we put your song on one of the horrible <laughs> hits in 1983. Great. We badmouthed you. Tony? Tony? But it's one of your earworms, as you like to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, it's It'll awful. stick in there. Yeah. But hey, that's it's, good information. You're like Casey Kasem. You know everything about every song. You should be a music critic. That'd be great. And like I should be uh, whatever it is you do around I could get paid twice as much or half as hard. Oh, that hurts. As I drive away in my Benz. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With your great poupon. <laughs> you just bastard. Okay. What really? else you got for us? Mickey You're- sucks. Next. Number nine. Ah, Miss Donna Summer. She works hard for the money. I like Donna Summer, but this is where I was starting to. This is where uh, Donna lost me. Like I, uh, hot stuff uh, on the radio. Spears is on the radio. I liked all the discoy stuff, but I didn't like she works hard for the money. No, the only time it's really done well by Hank Azaria in the movie The Birdcage. <laughs> he does really. He yeah. sings that. Yeah, when he's scrubbing the floor. His Guatemalanness. <laughs> Guatemalanness. The um, Donna Summer is beloved by many stuck in the eighties listeners, and when we put this on a list of potential horrible hits, I got at least a dozen emails from people saying, "You will not put that song on your show, will you?" Really? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Uh, touched, I don't like it. Touched a nerve. It's just one of those songs that's just kind of, I don't know. It Turn it off immediately when it comes on. It just does nothing for me. I don't want to sing along to it. It doesn't inspire me to work harder for the money. <laughs> I want my $2. Um, but I loved, from the same album, the song Unconditional Love. Oh, yeah. Musical Youth. Give me your unconditional love. They'd go on to do the same year. 1983, they go on and do uh, Pass the Ducci. 
which almost made our list. Almost. We couldn't help it, though. Yeah. I think it's past the duchy. That's <sighs> the duchy. <laughs> it's the B-side. <laughs> past the duchy. Hey, if I, don't mis- if I don't mispronounce Nikki things, Basil. <laughs> if, I don't, if I don't mispronounce things, that takes away half my uh, comic routine. Yeah, you are good. So. All right, well, let's not rip on Donna Summer too long, because I do like Donna. Yeah, she's great. You know, I had the On the Radio double album. It's a double album. Yeah, I kind of, I was, I kind of into her too. Like she showed a lot of leg on it. Yeah, oh, I was thirteen at the time. Yeah, that was right. Thirteen, my uh, just you know, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. <clears throat> Garrett on Facts of Life at thirteen will do it for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Speaking of which, when you watch Facts of Life, if you were say, I don't know, looking for an image <laughs> to enjoy, which one of the Facts of Life girls would you pleasure yourself to first? Joe. What? Yeah. Joe was a lesbian. <laughs> Blair, dude. Uh, Blair represents every girl that's never liked me. You and you're like, you, bl- really? Yeah, oh, blonde. Yeah, but you, you, you got you're real, so nasty, like, and then you sort of like them. Bible beating blondie. There's you know, overtly religious about um, Blair. She never showed any skin. Oh, I liked her. No, you like all these women who are eventually going to tell you. You know, that they're gay. Um, Lisa Welchel said she would talk to us on the show. Oh my god! But I'm, I'm flop already. But we couldn't talk about facts of life. <laughs> So only her robust singing career? Yeah. Well, she's written some like children's books. We could talk about that. But you can't talk about Facts, facts of, of Life. Life. Hence, there is no Alicia Welchel interview on Stuck in the 80s. Oh. Hence, uh, the uh, WOPAD interview continues to be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. We tried to, should we tell we tried to get an interview with Lita Ford? Yeah, we did. And that we see another, another blonde-haired lass that broke our hearts. And Lita Ford told us that we couldn't talk about The Runaways. Right, or um, The Men in Her Life. So we'll do it now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Really? Lisa Welcher, but we couldn't talk about Facts of Life. Right. That's taking yourself a bit too seriously. You think? The only reason people buy her stinking children's books is because... It's because she's Blair. Blair. Exactly. Anywho... I'll tell you right now. I would uh, Blair then Tootie uh, Joe. I don't even know if Joe's my. I do Natalie for Joe. Yeah, McKeon. She's rough. Anyway, let's move on. Number eight. Just you and I. Just you and I sharing our love together. And I know in time. And I know in time. We'll build the dreams we treasure We'll be See, I don't know how I feel about uh, You and I by the great Eddie Rabbit and Crystal Gale I don't know how I feel about this being on the list Why is that? Well, Steve A long time ago I, I dated a young woman by the name of Natalie Diffenbaugh Dream, dream, dream Blue eyes are bright Good. <laughs> We're back. Anyway, and Natalie and I made a series of mixtapes and other tapes that I, <laughs> and I won't go into. Like, I think I told that story, Isn't right? The, about the tape. You, baby. Yeah. What's it? What, what's, what's the phrase? This baby like this? <laughs> <laughs> and there's something about a wolf mask that I don't want to get into now. Do you spit water all over the console? Yes. Anyway, nothing. Yeah, the Wolf Mask is really that's a different show. But anyway, Natalie and I made a series of mixtapes with a lot of love songs, and you and I was uh, was on there. 
just you and I. You and I, when we do our charity single, we should sing you and I. I'll take the Crystal Gale part. Thank you. Um, but I have no idea about this song. It just kind of, you know, I, I just listened to it. I loved it. I'll give you something to think about with this song. Ooh, nice. Now, I don't know if this is true or not, because I read it off the uh, the interwebs. Yeah. But um, rumor has it that this song was actually pitched to both uh, Eddie Rabbit and Crystal Gale separately and not as a duet. And each of them agreed to record it separately, but not as a duet. Really? And that later, it was edited to become a duet. And when they found out about it, they were furious because they both did the song on the condition that it was their and song. they hated each other. Maybe. Get you they certainly act like it. But I'll strike so, you with my of course, foot hair. Of course, it goes on to be a huge hit. You know, Definitely one of the best, one of the most requested um, wedding songs yeah, of all time. Love it. The... Um, Sharing our love together. <laughs> Later on, they actually had to. They actually had to perform it live. I think at the Astrodome of all places, and they get up on stage having never sung it together, <gasps> and they just kind of had to. And they made magic. They made magic. Wow, that's and good. the song lives God, on forever. Spearsy, Casey, Casey, Spearsy, Spearsy, Casem. Yeah, great. You're unbelievable. Yeah, that's good. Good reportage on that, Steve. I don't like this song though. What? Yeah, it's 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 intolerable. Cold, I don't like man. any song that reminds me of weddings. <laughs> Shit, man, you and I both. <laughs> All right, next on the list. Number seven. No, no, wow, no. Come on. This thing's no, a piece no, of crap. No, no, no. Oh, how could you say that after First we talked to I'm offended by Dennis Young's bizarre Yafet Kodo hair. <laughs> you know, it's like kind of just. I it looks kind of like yours, weird. except for it's. No, it doesn't. I have awesome hair. It's you starting know, a lot to grow. My readers are more and more complimenting me on my hair. Yeah. I have awesome readers. Um, uh, no, this is Tomo Arakato. It's horrible. And maybe it's somewhat fun, but it's a terrible song. What's so bad about it? It tells a story. What are, they, what are they talking about? They're talking about um, you know not relying on technology and robots. The, 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 You're so earnest about that. Come on, didn't, did you not? Did you not own the album? Kiora was here. I didn't. Really? No. It, it's the whole story. The whole thing is like a little stick story of uh, a stick story of uh, Kilroy, a, uh, a musician in the future who's uh, blamed for a death he didn't do, and he's sent away to uh, this prison that's run by the robots, the Mister Robotos. He escapes. And uh, meets up with Jonathan Chance, played by uh, Tommy Shaw. And uh, mm. oh, come on! Mm. You know what's great in '83? Wake up! Wake up, '80s nation! I have Steve's almost I, done. I have, thanks to my uh, friends at uh, found uh, at uh, SouthernNostalgiaZone.com, I actually have the tour program again from the 1983 Cure Was Here tour. They gave it to you? Yeah. They don't send me dick. You could see that you could read the whole story of young uh, young Kilroy if you what, want. What's he saying though? Do you know what he's saying at the very beginning? Yeah. Oh, it's in Japanese. It's uh, Domo Erigato Masuto Robato. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Um, the, uh, that whole little area. So I want to hug you all over again. Yeah, I do. But you do. Um, it all says, right, what's he saying? Thank you very much, Mr. Robato. Until we meet again, 
Thank you very much, Mr. Roboto. I want to know your secret. So is this Kilroy who's saying this? It's the... Um, or Jonathan Chance. I don't know. It's the mystery of the album. Concept that. Remember when we talked to... Uh, remember when we talked to... Crap. Oh, come on. Remember when we talked to Chuck Panazzo about this? I have no memory of talking to Chuck Panazzo. Those are my, you know, my drug days. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I do remember that. And he talked about this. He said uh, how his nephew loves Mr. Roboto. And uh, uh, Panazzo said back to him, yeah, well... Of course you like it. You're a 13 year old, and it's about robots, <laughs> wow. or something like that. So a subtle dig. Well, this band, this this album Dennis. essentially broke up the band. This was it for them, because uh, I mean, Dennis Young kind of forced it on him. I mean, he had all the clout after Paradise Theater, yeah, and um, so he forced through this idea. None of which the rest of them hated it. Then they had to perform that hokey live show that revolves around the storyline of the album, and that essentially kills the band. I mean, it was a phenomenally successful album. Would they have a robot on stage? Um, yeah, they would have some some guys dressed up like the Mister Roboto and stuff like, <laughs> like that. Like Dennis DeYoung, like a shoebox. Well, in at the very oil. beginning, it's it's uh, Dennis DeYoung as the robot, and he takes off the mask to reveal that it's him. <gasps> it is I. Yes, triumph. The insult coming, dog. <laughs> What's next on the list? Number six. Oh, Billy Joel. You know, um, yeah, Billy was starting to lose me here. Uh, Tell her about it. This is his Christy Brinkley years. The Innocent Man album, which is all 50s and 60s inspired. Hated it. Doo-woppy. But I can't totally hate this song because the video has Rodney Dangerfield in it. Oh, yeah. I love Rodney. I I hated this whole album. I'm glad... The best song, speaking of Rodney, is Easy Money, the opening track, which was also the title song from the great Easy Money, Rodney yeah. Dangerfield comedy, Monty Capaletti. You like that song, Easy Money? Yeah. yeah. What? That's no. his James Brown song, but it's, a, it's the toughest, baddest, awesomest song on the album. Yeah, I don't like it. If that was A3, I'd put that on this list. But it wasn't even a hit, so it can't be a horrible hit. <laughs> God, you're a horrible a-hole. <laughs> Was this a number one for him? Yeah, it was. Number one. Um, September 24th, 1983. But Billy Joel, I mean, this whole idea that um, it's it's like Vanity Project. It reeks of Vanity Project. It just pisses me off. Vanity of Project? And you just defended Dennis the Young and Mr. Roboto? No, no. It was a difference because... It, There's no difference. Yeah, no. Mr. Roboto was still current. It's still sound. Don't let it in. Current. Is on that album. He was talking about being like a hundred years in the future. No, he's not. He's talking <laughs> about two thousand nine. He's a prophet. Listen, you know what? I, I, <laughs> prophet. Uh, let's move on. Oh, let's God. move on. Billy Joel, we hate you. That's not true. I don't hate Billy Joel. Eh, I hate him for this. Starting album. to have second thoughts about you, though. Number five. I'm never gonna let you go. Yes, Sergio Mendez and Never Gonna Let You Go. 
Now, why is this song on the list? I like this song. Um, yeah, see, in 1983, that was like, you had Peebo Bryson, you had James Ingram, you had um, Sergio Mendez, who was great with Brazil 66 and the, the Bossa Nova, and he was trying to play with the whole, uh, that soft pop balladry, Roberta yeah. Flack. I mean, the radio is just smothered in this stuff. And so songs about robots. <laughs> so I love James Ingram. Yeah, who doesn't? Just once. Poor Gary. Find a way. Anyway, I love James Ingram. I even like Peebo. We were going to drop Peebo on this list, and I wouldn't allow you. Yeah. I saved Peebo and Mr. James Ingram. But uh, so, but we wanted to have a representative of all the all the crappy. Uh, prom night roller skating balladry in 1983, and so we slapped Never Gonna Let You Go on here. Yeah. And the vocalists, by the way, it was credited to Sergio Mendes, who was a producer and band leader, but the vocalists were Joe Pizzullo and Lisa Miller. I loved him on The Sopranos. <laughs> speaking, speaking <laughs> of crap, sappy balladry. Okay, cue the obligatory air supply song. Number four. And I don't know how you do it Making love out of nothing at all Out of nothing at all Out of nothing at all Oh, God, every week we get a blast air supply. Hey, Sean, i got to ask you, have you ever made love out of nothing at all? <laughs> Basically every time, my friend. <laughs> oh, boy, we just never cut those guys a break. But... This song has an interesting history I bet you didn't know about. Um, not written by Air Supply, written by uh, Jim, Jim Steinem. Oh, uh, Meatloaf's guy. Yeah. And um, this song rose number two in the charts. The uh, song that kept him off the number one uh, spot, Bonnie Tyler's Total Eclipse of the Heart. Also written by Jim Steinem. Steinem. Yeah. What's even more bizarre, both those songs were offered to Meatloaf for him to sing in the 80s. And... Uh, his record company refused to pay Steinem for the material, so uh, he ended up auctioning it off, and uh, it was it went to Bonnie Tyler and Air Supply. Wow, those could have been Meatloaf songs. We would have to be mocking another Air Supply song this year. They weren't good enough to be on "Bad Out of Hell" three. <laughs> I would love to hear Meatloaf's version <laughs> of these. Wow, Tell making love out of nothing at all. Yeah, bizarre. air supply. I love you know. I'm going to be sad when we run out of air supply. I hope they had it. It's coming in soon. 1984. Don't say it. It's got. They have one more in '84. Please say it. Uh, I love. Maybe them. they did. They become we'll like our it. friends on this list. Yeah, I, I pity the day that we ever talked to them in person. I can't imagine that there are three songs worse than making love out of nothing at all. Are we going to find out about? We're going to find out after the segments. Ah, by the sound of the tone, it must be time for Reader Mailbag. And in the months since we've last done a podcast, we've gotten some mighty fine letters. Tons. But Sean has picked out his two favorite for today's show. Yeah, to kind of get back in the swing of things again. Did you miss doing podcasts? I missed it. Yeah. Oh, <gasps> you bastard. Sometimes it's nice to take a break. Wow, you are so cold. You know what? I'm the heart. I'm the warmth on the show. Would you, say, would you say this. that I'm cold as a robot? <laughs> You're just mad about that. All right. Our first letter comes from Rebecca F. in Sacramento, California. Hi, guys. I love your podcast. In fact, it is the very first podcast I ever downloaded. 
I found it December 30th, 2008, and began listening with the very first episode. I don't like to start things in the middle. The first episode. How do you feel? You don't like people going back to oh, the, man, the it's treasure trove, do no, you? No, the first 20 episodes are crap. Really? When do I come in? Episode 21? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> no, you're, you're episode three, I think. Ooh. Yeah, I don't say anything. Anyway. Rebecca continues, I have just finished listening to all 156 podcasts today and couldn't wait to write in. I don't know what I'm going to do at work now. Ah! Oh, well, guess I should just listen to all the 80s music I downloaded after you reminded me how much I loved it and missed it. The punk, the synth, the euro, and especially the hair bands. I've heard all the shows from the ACDC debate to ONJ and even Tom Wopat. Yeah, it was pretty bad, but still better than some of the other podcasts I've heard. Your natural personalities shine through very well, and I, for one, love you both. Oh, that's nice. She's playing fair. I have no funny stories, just a lot of fond memories. I was born in 1972 and graduated high school in 1990, the year I, I was also married. I remember The Outsiders, Culture Club, Adam Ant, and The A-Team very fondly. I've also begun to pass on the 80s vibe to my kids. My 15-year-old daughter's very favorite film is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Anyone? Anyone? Anyone seen this before? We quote it back and forth often. I noticed that you haven't done too many 80s TV podcasts. There's so much to choose from. A-Team... Airwolf, MacGyver, Moonlighting, all different genres. Steve, you're shaking your head. Why is that? Oh, man. I, Airwolf? Airwolf You want to devote an hour to Airwolf? Jam Michael Vincent? Um, oh, and how about an 80s hunk shows with Vegas Girlfriend and Stephanie? Love them, too, boys. It's nice to have some estrogen in there once in a while. Or a show on 80s babes. Just keep it clean. Puppies! Boy, she's hitting us with all the uh, yeah. buzzwords, you know? And don't forget that Fox TV Channel was born in the 80s, too, with 21 Jump Street and the Tracy Allman Show, Mother to the Simpsons. 21 Jump Street might be a great one. Yep, we'll get the dip. Yep. Anyway, thanks for letting me ramble. I better get back to dragging my family along with me so I'm not all alone at home, stuck in the 80s. Love you both. Rebecca F., Sacramento, California. That's great. That's a nice little letter. I just think it's nice to hear from... You know, other fans. What was the name of that guy who wrote you that gushing letter and said, Sean sucks, we all identify with Spearsy? Ian? Was that Ian? That was more than one letter, I'm trying to think. <laughs> uh, I think that was the whole country of Canada. <laughs> anyway, we have letter number two. Are you ready? This Fire is away. from our boy Mick and Sydney. Hi, guys. How's it going? I was listening to Sean talking about coming to Australia, and if you ever want to come to Sydney, just let me know. You can stay at my place. My house is just over a year old, and I have two beds free, so you are always welcome. Steve and I just need one bed. Yep. <laughs> as long as you don't mind kids waking up at 7 a.m., all will be good. Look at how much money you will save. You can even blog from the computer in the study where there is a pull-out couch and bed. Also, another rule is that Jack Daniels is the only libation served here. Anything else is fair game. And don't forget, if any of you homos <laughs> touch me or any of my stuff, I'll kill you. Lighten up, Francis. <laughs> P.S. When I download the Prince podcast and listen to it, if you listen closely, Sean, a.k.a. Chuckle Guts, gives away VGF's true name. Many comments on that. Hmm, have you heard from anybody? Uh, one or two people knows that. It's no big deal. If you go back to like the first 20 or 30 shows that we ever did, you'll hear 
stuff about uh, uh, her fiance has been out. You'll hear times. her real name. You'll hear yeah. the name of my first, uh, second wife, third wife. I forget. <laughs> so. Terrible third wife. It's coming. <laughs> Keep working on that, buddy. Uh, anyway, uh, and PSS. How about putting up the MP3s on the website of Mama No? And in college, I had a mustache. Put it up on the blog and see what the '80s minions have to say about it. Have a good weekend, mates. Mick and Sydney. Good letter. Nice job. I like Mick. Yeah. Nice letter, but I mean, what are the odds of us? Do you think we're ever going to get down to Australia? Yeah. There's two places I want to go with yeah. the show. Don't say, you know what? <laughs> you always question my loyalty and dedication to the show. And then when I show some moxie and some spirit and some gumption, you shoot me down. I want to take the show to Australia for a series of Australian shows. And then where is my ultimate. Vacation destination was stuck in the 80s. Germ- Germany for Oktoberfest. Munich and Oktoberfest. I want to do that. Why can't we set up a booth and do a show from there? A booth. I want a booth. Unless we're selling like beer soup or, <laughs> or you know, keg-shaped you know hats. No one's going to come. You know what? I'm going to have to get famous on my own and drag your sorry ass along with me. Coattails it, mother. <laughs> okay. Tell the people how they can send us more letters. As always, send them to stuckin80s at tampabay.com. No beer cheese soup required. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Time to play a segment of a movie from the 80s. And if you can get it right, I'm feeling kind of in a muncho's mood today. You're a bastard. You're trying to bait me, aren't you? Yeah. So we had a, a delightful fan send us a bag of Funyuns, but not ordinary Funyuns, flaming hot Funyuns. And these things have been sitting on Spearsy's desk for about what? Two or three months. Two or three months. Yeah, well, that's when Funyuns are at their best. You got to let them sit like a fine wine. <laughs> and uh, they are the, um, the color <laughs> of the devil's ass. I mean, they are red. Ready? So Spears is asking me to eat these things, but you have agreed to join me. Yeah, I've got Let a... me get a full ring. You've crumbled them. I... All right. All right. Oh, man. Look at that. I'm taking a big <laughs> ass mouthful ready? of flaming hot Funyuns. It doesn't look appealing at all. No. All right, ready? Here we go. Here we go. Huh? Yeah. I have a feeling it's a slow burn, though. We'll see. Here it comes. Here it comes. Oh, God. Yeah, there it is. There yeah. it is. Holy crap. Not that uncomfortable. My eyes are watering. But that's only because I have to look at you eat with your mouth open. <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh, man. You know what they do? It's not so much the heat is they put like an extra layer of salt. They're so incredibly salty. Oh, God. This last bite. Last bite. You don't even taste the onion, do you? No. All I taste is the like... The del- delightful onion flavor is gone. I just taste... God, what the, what, so what's in it? What's in it? Read the ingredients. What's making our mouths burn? The first ingredient is enriched cornmeal. Oh, of course. That's not bad. The Indians would approve. <laughs> Oil, salt, cornstarch, more salt, buttermilk. No. You taste the buttermilk at all? That's not that bad. Autolyzed yeast. That can't be good. Sunflower oil. Cheddar cheese is really down the list. Onion powder is almost at the very end. That's the problem. 
you know, you jack up the onion powder to like the third ingredient, you'd be in good shape. They're not bad. So it's not saying, so where, where's the heat then? Somewhere on there, there's something. Cayenne, pepper. Red 40. <laughs> Just some red 40. I don't know. There's no cayenne on here. Citric acid, lactose, garlic powder. Sodium cassinate. You know what? I don't mind Here, the taste. Raccoon urine. There it is. <laughs> there it is. It was I don't mind the hit. taste. I don't mind the taste. But smell them. Stick your nose in the bag and smell them. I don't mind that smell. It, it smells like... Uh, Here, smell my fingers. It smells like someone made a glass of iced tea using my tennis shoe. <laughs> it's awful. All right. Okay, right. What part of the show is this? I forget. And mystery movie moment. Blame it how funness have erased my memory. Oh, gonna erase more than that in a couple of hours. <laughs> gonna erase my lunch. Pay attention. I can't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you over the crunching. Here was last show's mystery clip. Oh my! Oh my God, Mama! That, of course, is the great John Larroquette in Stripes. I had a lot of people who thought that was uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Guess from what movie? Uh, any one of his movies. <laughs> <laughs> Police Academy 18. Mission to Moscow. Um, <laughs> God, Stripes is great. You know what, Spears? We I got to give you credit. Your little asides, that's when you're at your funniest. Yeah. Me, I'm the whole overt joke, you know, just loud by him. But you're a very funny man. I think it's the Funyuns talking, but yeah, your asides crack me up. I just want to tell you that. Now it hit my gullet. I, now I feel the burning deep down. Yeah. That burning of sadness and regret, my friend, it has nothing to do with Funyuns. <laughs> that thing's Can I have cr- one more big bite of Funyuns? Yeah, yeah. I got. I've only got three left in here. God, I have some Funyun eating. Where's music. my water? Jesus, have, I wish uh, I had some buttermilk. We now. should have Peter Kofsky do some Funyun uh, soundtrack. Mm. As we eat Funyuns each week, they play a little, little music. Don't they have wasabi flavored ones? Didn't someone have some talk? Oh, right. oh yeah. You, you had them? Have you had them? Didn't someone send us a bag? No. Someone said. Damn, there's a that citrus taste. Yeah, there's a twang. I've had that. I've had this taste in my mouth before. <laughs> my fingers are so red. Oh god. Oh yeah, I felt a burn right now. No, it's it's. I got it right down there. It's like in the middle of my chest. <laughs> Dude, don't maybe get the defibs <laughs> on you. I'm not listening to you now, Spears. Hey so- hey hey, it's Sean Daly. <laughs> hey, I got some sad news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not funny. We had some winners. We're not among them. John Holacek. I think you pronounced that right. Awesome. D Hub in London, Kentucky. Should should Kentucky really have a city called London? Are you sure it's not just D Hub in London and then somebody's name no, is Kentucky? No. no, no. Okay. <laughs> that's my name for you. <laughs> hey, Kentucky. <laughs> and of course, the great Mick in Sydney, who is Mick. I'm coming, baby. You, you know, I think. What's this whole thing about having a, the kids wake us up at seven a.m. Though I'm not so sure I'm, I'm okay with that. Dude, welcome to my house, man. <laughs> Only thing that wakes me up at seven in the morning is uh, you, can, you can fly to Australia for cheap. I think Southwest. <laughs> Want to get away? West. Eighty nine bucks each way. <laughs> Holy crap! We have to paddle half the way <laughs> once that plane runs out of gas. You can't fly seven thirty seven Australia. Oh, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Your friends are loud, lewd, coarse sportsmen. I've been penalized. That's my answer. That's your answer? Mm-hmm. Great. If you know it, 
email us at stuckinnews.tampa.com. Look at my red fingers. I know. <laughs> Are we doing a show still? <laughs> because only Sean Daly can call you a flaming hot funyun. Ah, the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune. Hey, signature event here on the podcast. Time to play a snippet of a song from the 80s. And if you can get it right, I'm telling you, if I can find these flaming hot Funyuns, I'm buying them in mass and I'm sending them out to the masses. This should be the prize from now on. Why well, you say that almost like you're angry? There's much anger in my stomach <laughs> right now. Pay attention. You're not going to spray that crappy ass. Oh, that air freshener you got. This sounds. This smells like cupcakes. <laughs> it's the cupcakes of the damned. Yeah, don't do that. It's ter- and then, then what Spears does, he's got this really smelly air spray. Is it body spray? What is that? Body spray from Bath and Body Works. Well, he Wars. has this little fan on his desk that he aims at his head all the time, but he turns the fan around and sprays the bu- cupcake body spray in it, and it goes in my eyes, and it stings, <laughs> and it smells. And my, my fur fiancé thinks I'm like having an affair with like a baker. <laughs> Oh, pay attention. Here was last week's mystery tune. Aha, Bruce Springsteen with Tunnel of Love. I'm surprised you put that on there. Are you liking Springsteen more and more? I have somebody who was shadowing me that day, remember? Oh, the teacher? she picked it? I let her pick it. I think I was supposed to talk to her more. <laughs> or at all. <laughs> no, I tried to be nice, but yeah, forget it. Springsteen. I thought you thought Springsteen was a fraud. Spearsy came back from his like two-week vacation with his girlfriend calling everything a fraud. Like holding Caulfield. With cupcake spray. I just ate the last of my Funyuns in here. Good. I hope you choke on it. Fraud. 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 Everything. Fraud. I just meant the stuff you write about. They're frauds. Oh, fraud. Elvis is a fraud. I said Elvis was overrated. Eminem is a fraud. You come back, you're... You two. Intellectuals. You know what? I operate from the heart, baby. You know, we went down to the Florida Keys. Yeah. Oh, tell us about that. And we were there for... um, I don't know, a little less than a week. And I'm not kidding. Every place in the Keys. Oh, I have one more Funyun fragment. Well, that's my own FF. <laughs> Every place in the Keys is playing 80s music. And there's this one place that we were at, this really killer place, um, like Old Town Burrito, ye Old Town Burrito Shoppy, you know? Yeah. Right on Duval Street. And we go in there and um, to, to chow down because they had a lot of vegetarian options. And uh, all they're playing is a nonstop box set of Simply Red. Oh, my Lord. I know. We were just like, ugh, let, God, let this terrible. end. But literally, Ye Old Burrito Shop? Ye Old Burrito Shop or something <laughs> like that. And so so Vegas Girlfriend's, uh, she vegan? No. No, she's just vegetarian. Vegetarian. Now, do you go veggie when you're with mm-hmm. her? Most of the time, yeah. Do you feel cleansed? <laughs> In more ways than and one. And then you come back with me and you eat like five Bunions. like and little smokies. And we always go like to... Like hot dogs yeah. injected with cheese. Oh, yeah. even... We'll get that post-show. We'll get that post-show. Okay. The, um... I missed you when you were gone. We should go down uh, Key West, just the two of us. Get a little fun. B&B. Get a little place called the Garden of Eden that I discovered. Really? Yeah, I want to go there. Oh, and uh, Vegas Girlfriend went to a strip club for the first time. 
Tell us uh, more. Red Garter. The Red Garter. My favorite place. It's been there forever. They just moved, though. And um, she'd never been in there, so she didn't kind of know the whole, you know, shtick. You know, girl, come up. Girl, give you the shimmy. Slip her a buck. She moves on to the next victim. But, um, I mean, they love it when you bring – I mean, you've been to strip clubs when you bring a female. I've never, I've never been to a strip club before. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah. But have you ever been with a female? They I've love never, the f- I've never gone with a lady. Strippers love females. Yeah. And um, that should be on a t-shirt too. <laughs> they do. So they were all over VGS. Strippers love females. She had bite marks the next day. What? From you or from? No, from the strippers, man. They were like burying their heads and in so her VGF, cleavage. So VGS, does she have a, is, was she like, was she being seduced to the Isle of Lesbos? <laughs> not, not quite. That would have been a fun uh, part of the trip, but no. Oh, cool. That sounds like you had a great time. Yeah, we did. We also discovered the world's largest adult uh, toy shop is down there. What'd or you buy? Uh, a couple DVDs. I'll show them to you next time we come over to the lair. Oh, uh, that'll be great. Just the two of us watching some X-rated movies. <laughs> yeah, that won't be uncomfortable at all. Do you mind sitting on that couch over there? <laughs> Do you mind if I put up this little partition? <laughs> I load my shotgun. Hey, we actually had some winners this week. Actually, we had a lot of winners. Everyone got this right. Can I read them? Go ahead. Marty in El Paso, Texas. Gary and Gilroy, Froman in Arizona, Tommy Doucette in L.A., John Borowski of Athens, Georgia, Jen, the one N in Queens. What's that? Jen with one N. Jen, oh, sorry. Jen with one N in Queens, New York. Colin Hayes, Everett, Washington. Kirk Owen of Springdale, Arkansas. Todd Cullop and the great Bill Rich of Nokomis, Florida. I actually found Nokomis this last time when we were driving down to the Keys. You passed right through Nokomis. You should have dropped in at the richest Could have. It was four in the morning. He would have been up for it. Four in the morning. Spears, it came without a warning. <laughs> nice. Pay attention. Here's this week's clip. Uh-huh. Sean Daly. Four in the morning. <laughs> Night Ranger. Wouldn't that be a little easy? Yeah. Well, I'm easy, baby. I'm easy like... Flaming Hot Funyuns. Yeah, there's nothing easy about those. Did you eat them all? Are they gone? Yeah, I'm covered in red dust. I look like uh, Mary getting pig blood dumped on him. <laughs> if you know it, email us at stuckinedies at tempe.com. What are you Did doing? You- <laughs> <laughs> because only Sean Daly, <laughs> for some reason, is ready to call you what? Yield burrito shop? <laughs> <laughs> You got a tape? Yeah. Can can you use that? (laughs) There we go. Hi, Steve and Sean. This is Gary and Gilroy. I just recently listened to the podcast of 80s movies that weren't made in the 80s, part two. Afterwards, I had to go out and rent American Psycho. And now that I've seen it, I'm really surprised by something. You guys had the chance during your epic interview of Huey Lewis to ask him just what he thought about his reference in the movie. Now, that certainly wouldn't have been a lousy question, would it, Sean? Anyways, I'll be here. Hip, square, stuck in the 80s. Gary and Gilroy. He Good did, one. Kind of, kind of poking you a little bit for the uh, Huey Lewis thing. I, I don't know 
if that was a poke or I don't. I the think tip of the cap. Take, little tip. Yes, a gentle tip of the cap. And they kind of spanked me in the fanny a little bit. You like it that way. Yeah, and he massaged my bathing suit area. Yeah. No, it was a good one. A good. Uh, we need more of those. We don't get enough. You were pumped. You're like, dude, we got a great uh, call. Right. Though we're gonna have to use this. I love uh, Gary and Gilroy. You know what? He brings tough love, but he knows when to compliment too. You say that about everybody. He tears us down and he builds us back up again. I love GG. Uh, <laughs> you ready to continue this list? I don't even know what this the. effing show is about anymore. <laughs> Neither do I. Basil. <laughs> Number three. Number three. Uh-oh, I suspect we're a little less popular in Australia right now. Man, we totally blew it. Mick and Sydney's going to, like, disinvite us. Moving pictures with What About Me. You know, I couldn't, when when you told me about this song, I, and you wouldn't sing it because you're a big giant wuss, but I couldn't place it. Then I went to YouTube, and I watched perhaps the worst video of all time. I'm not quite sure what this song is about. It seems to be a, a little kid with some... Uh, some uh, some daddy issues. Oh, is it daddy issues? No, is that what it is? I have no Adolescent, idea what it's about. Adolescent problems. I don't want to know. But it's pretty sad. But then I heard it, and it was just such pap. 1983 radio pap. I'm like, ugh. Uh, we probably loved it back then. We would have loved it then. But for some reason, it does not, you know. Yeah, I don't like it. does not compute to the year 2009. <laughs> Will you stop <laughs> talking like a robot? God. <laughs> And then, and then you call everybody a fraud. All right, now I'm tying it all together. You come back from vacation with your communist girlfriend. You call everybody a fraud. But somehow Dennis DeYoung gets a free pass. Hell yeah. Uh, you're a fraud, Spearsy. Yeah, more ways I point than the one. Fing- I put the finger on you, Spearsy. Uh, uh, this is actually a really, obviously, tremendously successful song uh, for moving pictures. It, uh, number one single in Australia for six consecutive weeks. The highest, uh, second highest selling single of the entire year. Wow. Um, it actually made a comeback here. I believe in the United States it got popular like in 89 for some reason. Had one of those little bounces, you know, where it suddenly comes back for some reason. Really? Kind of like your testicles. <laughs> <laughs> See, the aside, the spheres, the aside, it's magic. So, but what's kind of bizarre is this song is, um, had a new life in Australia because I guess Australian, Australia has Australian Idol. Yeah. Which I didn't know. My, you know, my condolences to the entire continent. But um, Shannon Noel covered this song. He was a runner-up in Australian uh, Idol. He covered it for his debut album, and um, I believe it became a huge hit again. Number wow. one for four straight weeks. Wow. I what haven't heard his me? version. How did this escape our one-hit wonders of 1983? <sighs> Are you sure we didn't have it on there? We might have. I don't know. I don't listen to the show. God, 1983 is full of one-hit wonders. It's really hard to just narrow it down to um, to oh. one. Um, at least like half these songs on here were on our one hit wonder. That's like a real Donna stinker. Summer chick. Never heard of her. <laughs> That's a real stinker. But number two. Oh yeah. This this might be. This one smells worse than the Funyuns. Yeah. Number two. Dress up like a million dollar trooper. Trying hard to look like Gary Cooper. Come, let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or umbrellas in their mitts. Putting on their empty. 
Wow. Where do we where do we start with Taco putting on the Ritz? I like the version from uh, Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Put on the Ritz. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather hear Peter Boyle as Young Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. That's pretty good. Do that again. Put on the Ritz. No, it's, it's Oh, yours is creepy. Yours is like Sling Blade all of a sudden. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, Taco. Tell me a little bit about Taco. I know nothing about Taco. Taco actually speaks like 20 languages. So the guy's name is Taco? It wasn't yeah, the band? He's, he's it Mexican. was that creepy? Mexican really? Yep. Um, he is still around. He uh, should do a show with him. Yeah, he lives. In, he's in Germany. When we're over in Germany, we'll just hook up. And our listener, Jeff in Cuba... We a lot of people probably don't know is moving to Germany. He's yeah. about to be Jeff in Germany, which doesn't have the same ring to yeah, it's it. It's not bad. It's like the sequel. It'd be better than and Jeff in you know, Poughkeepsie or something. Well, um, I'd I'd like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we can do Jeff in Germany, uh, Taco, and Oktoberfest. And, and the bar, and the Bard is over there. Oliver ba- Barton Hire is over there. Yeah, yeah, the guy who writes the theme uh, music See, for Stuck in the Eighties. You're starting to get into it. A little I've bit, been right? to Germany. It is a fascinating place. I want to get immune. Full of Glockenspiels. I will talk to Taco. So let's not be too mean to Taco. No, it's not his fault that he Is was he one hit wonder. Is he huge in Germany now? He still does a lot of uh, performing over there, and um, you know they're, they're happy with him. He does a lot of musical theater, <laughs> kind of like Andrew McCarthy. <laughs> <laughs> Taco boy, that's bad. That is really but no. Really bad. I mean, I, I can't stand this song. When it came out, I remember thinking, "Oh, please God, don't be a hit." I have to admit something. Oh, no. You had the 45, didn't you? I have it on my iPod. You don't. I do. Why? But I hate it. I never listen to it. So you hit skip? I, Is there an ignore like, button it's, it's, on an iPod? Like, if it plays, you can just kind of delete it. Wait, no, I can't. You can't just delete right away. Don't uh, you have an iPod? Yeah, I never use it. You don't have an iPod, I do you? It's, it's, I have one of the video really ones. stuck in the 80s. You got the big-ass shoebox. Yeah, the boombox I walk around in. <laughs> Hold it up to my window. Spearsy, <laughs> stop it. You need a new shtick. Uh, putting on the Ritz taco. Well, I can't imagine what's going to be number one. Uh, I got a lot of ideas. Could it be uh, a little Kaja Goo Goo with Too Shy? No. Maybe? No, what are you talking about? No, it can't be that. Oh, you like Kaja. Now you're a Kaja Goo apologist. How about straight from the heart, Brian Adams? The, oh, the late Brian Adams. Oh, let's not do that to him when he's dead and everything. Um, what about uh, little Jackson Brown, Lawyer in Love? What? Lawyer in Love is great. Finally, he's not talking about migrant workers. <laughs> Spearsy, we're not going to fight about this, okay? Sean, I think I told you I'm a lover, not a fighter. I've heard it all before, Spearsy. She told me that I'm her forever lover. You know, don't you remember? Well, Sean, after loving me, she said she could never love another. Is that what she said? Yeah. She said it. You keep dreaming. I don't believe it. Number one, the girl is mine. The dog dog girl is mine. I know she's mine. The girl is mine. Oh, the girl is mine. Has there ever been a bigger turd in the music punch bowl? Then the girl is mine. So bad. It's so so bad. bad. Me and my daughters were listening to Thriller the other day, and even they were like, what the? I I keep forgetting that it's on that album. I think my my immediately pooped in her pants. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. It's unbelievable. So you have Thriller, which is the the whole thing, obviously. It's the holy grail of music. It's Thriller. And then (laughs) right there. 
Quincy Jones should have taken Michael aside and said, you know, the the McCartney thing, it ain't working, dude. <laughs> you know, it's so bad. Do you think this is worse? I mean, it's worse than Say, Say, Say? Dude, I love Say, Say, Say. Uh, say, Say, Say has a great tone to it. What are you talking about? I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's not Say, Say, Say. This is terrible. Say, yeah. Say, Say is like in a God of Vida compared to Supposedly this. this is written by, uh, by Michael when he was watching cartoons. Eek, yuck. What cartoons? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> really bad cartoons. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, it, it's the worst al- worst song on the Thriller. You think? What's What's gonna be worse? Dude, it's the. I can't it's stand one of these. It really something. is one of the worst. What? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> what? Is that Japanese? Is that something about <laughs> what does you know? That mean? What does Mister Roboto mean? It means thank you very much, Mister Roboto. <laughs> I hope we meet again soon. What the hell is? Michael Jackson talking like that, like oh, you're 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 furious about that, but Domo Arigato, Mr. Roboto, you, you embrace like yeah, it's, it's poetry. It's holy to me. <sighs> furious. So worst song on Thriller, worst song of '83. It might be the worst song of the entire. Oh no, I can't believe I almost said that. What? You're what year is that piece of crap? True. That was 1983. <laughs> You son of a bitch. Was it really? Yes. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. It was true 1983 that's yes, on was. this crappy list. Look at you. That's <laughs> 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 <Lost> me. <laughs> I give my revenge after all. Hey, in the meantime, Sean Daly. You son of a bitch. Was it really? <laughs> yeah. Spando Ballet, myself, Tony Hadley, Gary Kemp, the whole... New romantic bromance, we're all gonna stay here firmly stuck in the 80s. This is a trip, stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for providing music for the credits. Read the blog at blogs.tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes. Do, do do your whole. I'm a you know. Remember that robot thing that you did for Stephanie's video? <laughs> that you uh, yeah. Remember that? I am a nude robot. <laughs> what? That's like, what I doing. am. A, I am a nude robot. You know. Um, I am here to party or something. You know. I'm, <laughs> I'm or, not gonna do that.